versus bringing up black joy with Chanju and Chibessa. Woo! <laughs> What a year it has been, Chanju. I know, right? It's been wild. Like between the launch of Bringing Up Black Joy last year and now, 2022, literally one year later, we've been through so much. It's been a tough year and there's been a lot that's happened. But at the same time, this year has brought so many high moments and so many joys. Exactly. And the most exciting thing is I'm now a mama of three. I'm not going to go into that today, but, you know, it's been a change and it's a story for another day. And it's my first little nephew. It's a boy. We just didn't know what to do with him. But you know what? We're loving him, don't we? Exactly. Every time I'm like, oh, how is she? Oh, no, he. (laughs) But hey, men is a construct, right? (laughs) I love it. I mean, from having all girls in the family in that generation to Mm. diversifying it a little bit. It's been a journey. It has been. And for us as well, in terms of the podcast, this last year has really given us time to reflect on what we really want, bringing up Black Joy and our vision for the podcast to be in the next era. So it's been a really good time to take stock and just reflect and and, and regroup and see what we can build together. Exactly. And I think it's kind of important as well for us to acknowledge how This year has made us really think about how we want bringing up Black Joy to go beyond just the podcast. And it's a really exciting time where we are able to develop something that's a bit bigger and that we'll be able to share with our audience very soon. Exciting. Now, to kick off our return, we wanted to centre this episode on something we're both passionate about, storytelling. Exactly. We thought this is the perfect way to relaunch bringing up Black Joy in all its glory. We're in November, we're coming out of Black History last month, and I feel like Black History Month is one of those moments where you see all these books, all these authors, all these people being celebrated, and it's a real highlight being like, oh my gosh, look at how many amazing Black authors, Black illustrators, Black writers there are in this space. And it's such an important time when you can actually look back and reflect on the progress that's been made. But then at the same time, I think sometimes progress can be stopped in its tracks. For me, one of the things that was really stark is a statistic that I recently read that since 2020, there's been a 23% decrease in Black characters in children's bestsellers. So all the progress that we were seeing has kind of stalled. 23%. That is just astonishing. It's like all the efforts that were made in 2020 following the Black Lives Matter movements have been fizzling out. And what really frustrates me, or shall I say not frustrating, but really makes me feel sad about this whole narrative is that there has to be an event. And that event is always somebody dies or something really tragic happens for the narrative to push forward in terms of seeing representation. And if it's not, if there's no event, then it gets pushed to the sidelines, which is really, really sad. Yeah, there seems to be moments where, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of representation is really cool. And then 
you know, you do it for a little bit and then you can go back to the status quo to the normality, which is not having these characters at the front and centre of books. And it's just really sad. So I think in that spirit of trying to make sure that the our voices, black voices, black authors are continuing to be given that platform. I think it's so important for this first episode back to be centered on storytelling and celebrating the people that are promoting positive narratives that center on diverse characters and experiences and also recognizing that blackness isn't one thing and showing characters in all their diversities as well. That's true. That's very true. I mean, I, I mean, I, I say this because obviously we, we're coming out, like you said, we're coming out of Black History Month. And, you know, one thing that I, I came out from speaking to my daughter was when we went shopping for a birthday card recently and we got this really lovely birthday card. And I came home and said, look, it's, you know, Sainsbury's are doing this Black Lives um, Awareness and they've got these amazing birthday cards. And she goes, my daughter goes to me and says, oh, they should do this every time of the year, not just Black History Month. Um, that was such an awakening. And I didn't even think of it. And I'm the parent. I was just so excited that I found a card. And for her, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Recently, I came across Saleni Henry's new book, which is also illustrated by Keenan Farrell. You know, it's such an amazing book. It's an adventure story. Is these two brilliant young characters who are Black as well, go into a magical adventure to find their their parents who have disappeared and can they bring them home who knows but it's such a colorful engaging funny hilarious and very very creative in a sense and it just draws you in and we have loved reading this with my daughter who's eight years old and she really has appreciated being represented right chips enough from you i think At the end of the day, we're not the audience for this book. And I think we should hear from little eight-year-old Nene about why she loves this book and why she hasn't been able to put it down. (laughs) My name is Nama. I am eight years old. I'm in year four. Okay, so what I like about the book is that you can really relate with it somehow because the characters are black and for me that is actually very rare so I'm really happy to see that because I don't want people to feel like in the next generation that they are isolated and they have to look a certain way or be a certain way but that's not true. Lovely. What's different about this book? I know you've mentioned about the black characters but what else is different about the book compared to other books that you've read? So, Bran and Fran, Bran is a boy and Fran's a girl, and Bran is actually deaf. So, because Bran's deaf, on the front cover of the book, there is things that tell you how, how to sign your name. I learned from this book how, how to sign my name and how it is living without a dad. Mm. And they go on to this adventure, don't they? What's the adventure yeah. about? Well, it's about different stories that their mum wrote in this gigantic book. Mm-hmm. And also, it's not just the mum that was disappeared. It was also, it, it was also their dad. Mm-hmm. How did their dad disappear? So they both disappeared with, with. A struck of a lightning bolt and the body was never found. 
Ooh, so they go into this adventure to rescue their parents. Yes. Lovely. So no spoilers alert, but it's very interesting. And the book is very funny. So I am reading where Fran introduces herself, age 12 and a half. I live in Ruffell, in the South Midlands. My brother and I get the 76 bus every day to school. As we're driving along, I like to look at the scenery while everyone else is staring at their phones like zombies. They should be looking out the window. A new cafe has opened called Absolutely Fabulous. Hilarious! And the playground <laughs> by the garage has finally been warped up. About time. So many years <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Is this she can't stop laughing. I'll read that sentence and see what we would... What she, why she can't stop laughing. So... And that playground by the garage has finally been robbed off. About time. So many kids have ended up in A&E because of that merry-go-round. No way in the world is that thing safe. The slide has so many rules schools, it should be running the government. Such a funny, humorous, adventurous book. Anything you want to say, Naima? Well, I recommend reading this book because it's very interesting. Hi, this is Lenny Henry, and I want to let you know about my new children's book, The Book of Legends. Join Bran and Fran on their huge magical adventure as they enter a portal into a whole new world in bookstores on the 13th of October. Here is a personal letter to any reader who buys the book. We found this really moving because it's a personal letter that Sir Lenny Henry himself has, has written. Dear reader, I often ask myself, what if all the stories were real? I loved to read as a kid and I had great imagination. Whether it was Narnia or Middle Earth, I always wondered if these magical worlds actually existed somewhere out there in the universe. But why I lapped all these stories, there were always a niggling voice at the back of my head telling me that maybe I didn't belong in these worlds. Because I couldn't see anyone who looked like me in these stories. I don't remember any of the famous five being of West Indian heritage. There wasn't one member of the lion, the witch and the wardrobe posse who hailed from the hood. And when reading of hobbits and elves and balrogs, people of colour were rarely included. I wanted to write a book that I would have devoured as a boy. An epic adventure story with a rich and colourful world full of interesting characters and pages in which I just had to know what happened next. And this time, the characters would look like me. So the Book of Legends was born. When I was sitting down to write this story, I knew that I wanted black twins, parents, wizards, elves, murder fairies, and a zebra that spoke a little bit like Eddie Murphy. I wanted to create an inclusive, funny, wacky adventure where the majority of characters would be black or brown or beige or ebony or jet. 
You get the picture. Thankfully, Keenan Farrell understood the assignment and has drawn a wonderful cavalcade of characters for our visual enjoyment. This is so important because even now, there are very few kids of colour and even fewer kids of colour who are also deaf going on adventures to magical kingdoms and I feel so privileged to be publishing a book that will make sure this generation of kids can have the experience of seeing themselves in a story that I had wished for when I was their age. I wanted to write a book that was funny, moving, adventuresome and magical. I hope you and your kids like it, whatever colour they are. Sir Lenny Henry. Wow. Wow. That's just powerful. I think what stands out to me is that the idea of him being inspired from his own upbringing and from the lack of having that kind of book growing up. I was a massive bookworm when I was a kid. I literally read every single book that you could imagine. And it wasn't until I was 18, maybe 17, that I read a book that I was like, oh, those characters actually look like me or like I can relate with their experience. And that book was um, Americana by Chimamanda. And I think it's so special for this book and especially this book for this age range to be available because yeah back in the day there just wasn't really that much and I think one of the like really important things as well is the fact that it's not a book about being black if that makes sense. I agree and I think this is what I'm seeing as a parent based on what you've just said you with your um, in terms of your experience as a child not having that representation as a parent it's really really Help, really lovely to actually see that transformation as well as the kids grows grows older because what I have seen is that shift in the younger kids from being a baby to a toddler age the books are really available but once they start going from eight to their teenagers it's really really scarce to see that representation coming up through books like these are really helpful because they are showing that continuity in terms of the shift in authors thinking about people of diverse colors and backgrounds as well. And I, I mean, as a parent personally, I'd like to see more books coming up that really, really are for this age group. I think it's also really important for people who are aspiring authors to recognize this gap and to try and fill this gap because generally we're seeing a lot, like you said, of amazing, beautiful picture books but are, that are for toddlers. And I think that's kind of some of the go-to. And like I'm kind of part of this, this trend as well. Like I started my children's books uh, based on kind of younger age group. And so I think there's a tendency for people to just say, actually, I need to do this picture book for young babies or young toddlers when we need to make sure not to miss out this giant gap, this age group that isn't yet ready for the kind of young adult fiction, but also still needs to be represented in the cool adventures that are really funny. And, you know, we've listened to Nene talking about it. She could barely read the whole thing without laughing. <laughs> I know, I know. And that's the thing. It's it's having a book that just really speaks to you in the world that you live in, not just saying, oh, your hair is beautiful or the colour of your skin is beautiful. Those books that also have a place for, uh, in terms of society for empowerment, but just having a fiction book that just talks about wizards and elves and this mystical world that is absolutely brilliant. And you have the main character who looks like you. That's that's a big thing. And, and I guess 
I hope we'll come to a place in society where it's normalized and we, we don't think, oh my goodness, this is exciting. It's just a, a normal way of doing life. That's where we want to go. No, that's so true. And I would definitely agree that it's just, it's exciting to see books that kind of, one, like you said, aren't just purely focused on, yep, I'm black and I'm beautiful, but also two is showing different forms of diversity having a deaf character in this book I think is such an important thing I personally have never read a children's book that had a deaf character and like maybe that's something that I should have been seeking out more like I'm sure that they do exist but I think this is really important that actually to be having these conversations to have a book that has a resource about how to say your name in sign language this is an amazing book that has really fun adventures but at the same time it's really educational Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess one thing, no spoiler alerts, but the, the twins, Fran and, and Bran, go to the same school. You know, one is deaf, one isn't, but they go to the same school. And it, it's just bringing those aspects in life where we don't see it. So it's one of those things to see how we can incorporate such differences in our everyday life. And as we heard from Nema, she really enjoyed learning to sign her own name. These are small steps to making sure that different voices are heard and different people are seen as well. Yeah, like it's intersectionality, right? Everyone is made up of all these different aspects and that's what makes them who they are. Yes, there's a story of these two twins who happen to be black and one of which happens to be deaf. And that isn't the only thing that makes them who they are. But we can just see how they can be celebrated in their uniqueness, how they can go about all these adventures and do all these things. I think we have explored this book, which, you know, the Book of Legends, it's a book that I think the adventures in there are something that I would also like to see replicated in a movie sense. But what are we, what, the point I want to make here is it's one book of many. Um, if anybody has a recommendation of other books that are similar, please reach out to us. We would like to... Uh, read them. We would like to spread the word so other people can read them. And I think this is what this community is about. Definitely. And actually, I went to a book launch um, for the book Grown, um, which is the Black Girl's Guide to Glowing Up uh, by Melissa Cummings Quarry and Natalie A. Carter. It also has a foreword by Mel B, as in the Spice Girl. This book is a book that I wish I had while growing up. And I think like when I was at the event, that was something that was so, that came out, out is that they wrote the book based on what they wish they had while they were growing up. And it's got literally everything from hair, like talking about hair and identity and race and gender to puberty, to family advice, to friendships and skills, financial skills. It's a really great book for young children and young people it's targeted at young black girls, but then also actually it's a great book for people that just have young black girls in their lives to read and to be able to kind of have these conversations with their daughters, their nieces, their whoever. It's great that we're able to share different stories, whether it is a non-fiction book or whether that's a fiction story where there's fairies and magical worlds and, you know, two children going on a massive adventure. I think it's great that we're able to see different ways that Black people are being represented in books and at different ages and different stages of life, there is something that everyone can kind of read and access and kind of see their, themselves represented in. 
And I think I would love for that to continue. And I would love for in a year's time, instead of be reading a statistic that there are 23% less books with black characters as the main um, protagonists in the bestsellers, but actually bringing that back up and saying, actually, yeah, there's been more and more books where we're seeing black characters, more and more books where we're seeing brown characters, where we're seeing hijabi characters, where we're seeing deaf characters, you know? I think it's about just seeing all of our different identities in that bestseller section. So I think that's something that stands out to me is that actually, like, even though some of these books might exist, why are they not the ones that are being put on the front of the bookshops? That's a really good point. And I've really loved chatting to you, Chanju. It's been a great comeback. And I know we're passionate about storytelling. We will be telling so many stories about this journey. And I think we've got an exciting year ahead thank you and that's all we have for this week yeah thank you and uh just for the audience to know little baby boy joined us halfway through this recording and has just been such an angel (laughs) you see the girls never joined us because they're all they're all like all over the place but baby boy baby boy he's chill (laughs) very very chill love it This has been Bringing Up Black Joy with Chanju and Chibessa. The music is composed by Axel Berggren, Hampus Backstrom, Matthias Westergren with Bonsai.